0: It's time for the High Altitude Mentorship Show with J.T. DeVolt. J.T.'s an international success coach, inspirational speaker, and award-winning author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T. worked his way up through the ranks from enlisted aircraft mechanic to combat-decorated naval aviator. And he's here to give you the success strategies for better focus, clarity, and mental toughness to accomplish your missions in business and life. And now, here's your host, J.T. Hello, my friends. JT debolt with you today for the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Great to be with you on a Wednesday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern. You know what that means? It's time to come together and talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, and live in the high-performance, high-altitude life. And as always, the High Altitude Mentorship Show is brought to you by FlyWithJT.com. That is FlyWithJT.com, where you can download a complimentary copy of my award-winning book, Fly Plan to Success, and stay connected to everything that's going on here in the high-altitude community, because we do have a lot of cool, exciting stuff coming down the road. So definitely make sure you stay connected with us by going to flywithjt.com. You know, recently I was asked to commission a product for um, an entrepreneur group, a group of people that uh, come from all over the world to, to learn about investing and things like this. And and business growth, business development. And what was interesting was is the CEO and founder of the company said, hey, could you help us put together a program that can help people maximize their performance? You're a high-performance strategist. Bring us your best stuff. And so I sat down, and and I thought about all the different ways that I could execute that mission and accomplish that mission. And so I started to sort of write all these things out, and I thought, man, you know, at the end of the day, I had so much information that I really could have gone a few different ways and come up with probably a half dozen different products for him. So what I decided to do is kind of break down the bare essentials, what you absolutely need in order to be tremendously successful as an entrepreneur, regardless of what field you're in, whether you're a brick-and-mortar business, whether you're in a consulting business, whether you are a speaker, a coach, you know, if you are somebody who's an investor, you're somebody who's out there building your, your sort of digital dream, as it were. Whatever it looks like, I thought, how can I speak to a group of folks who are serious about taking control of their own future, their own destiny. And then I started digging back into my past as a high-performance strategist. What have I done in the past with athletes, entrepreneurs, executives, and people like that? And I realized that there really does come down to a difference in mindset and a difference in behavior between a mediocre performer and a high performer. So I've talked a little bit about what I call the performance cycle in the past, but I wanted to delve deeper into it today because it's extremely important. This is something that comes up quite a bit in all the work that I do with my clients, and more importantly, it's something that I have noticed even show up in my own daily behavior. The performance cycle, as I like to refer to it, is really that. It's a big circle, that circle of life as it pertains to our results, as it pertains to our success. And what's most important about this is, is it allows us, it allows our performance to be a lot more predictable, and more importantly, it gives us the control as leaders to be able to show up and affect and change. In other words, if you're looking at your performance, you're looking at your results, and you're not liking what you see, this enables you to ramp it up very quickly. It enables you to have a very short response time between when you tweak and what you see on the back end of that tweak. And then, of course, if you like what you're seeing, if you like the results that you're getting right now, this enables you to just ramp that up and scale it out. So if you're a note taker, you can probably visualize this, but certainly, um, and draw it out. But if not, you can sit back and kind of see this in your mind. I want you to imagine a clock. And we're going to take all the the numbers off the clock, and instead we're going to have sort of curve-shaped arrows. And it's going to go in a clockwise fashion. From the 12 o'clock position... To the two o'clock position, to the four o'clock position, and so on. We're going to go around the clock that way. Most important, I want you to pay close attention to where each position corresponds to how we interact with the world around us, how we interact with our with our uh, our actions each day, and more importantly, how we think about ourselves. At the twelve o'clock position is beliefs, because beliefs drive everything. It's the it's the genesis. It's it's the beginning place of all the things that we do, of the results that we have. If you look around right now at your results in life, whether it's a financial result, a physical fitness result, a relationship result, it was begun from the place of belief. If you believe that you're strong and healthy, if you believe that you deserve to be wealthy, if you believe that you have what it takes to be successful in your career, then you're going to have all of those things. You're going to be strong and healthy. You're going to have great relationships. Uh, You're going to be the kind of person that people are magnetically drawn to if you have that kind of belief. The 12 o'clock position is belief. Now, what's next at about the 2 o'clock position is thoughts. So our beliefs, uh, beliefs actually feed our thoughts. Our thoughts are the byproduct of what we believe. So think about this. If you believe that success is easy then you're walking around all the day thinking to yourself that, hey, I can execute on anything. I can create success. I can build a business. I can can run a marathon. If you believe that you have what it takes, then your thoughts are going to naturally give off that offspring. Your thoughts are going to be the offspring of your beliefs is another way of thinking about it. Now, as we go around the clock to the 4 o'clock position, our thoughts lead to our words. This is very important. I want you to pay close attention to this relationship between thoughts and words because they have a lot in common. Uh, They're so closely related and they have such a synergistic relationship, symbiotic relationship really, that one can actually affect the other and that's the magic of it. They often say that the eyes are the window to the soul and I personally believe that words are the window to the soul. You can tell a lot about a person's makeup. You can talk think about a lot about their psychology. You can see a lot about their past. You can see a lot about just you know the way they were raised by the words they choose. You'll hear people use certain words like can't if they have a negative mindset or if they have a a limited mindset. You'll hear words like possibility, opportunity instead of problems or challenges. And so things like this come up a lot. You can read into a person's words, and sometimes it has a, you know, they can game it by their vernacular, and they, by their vocabulary, but most important, it's about the spirit behind the words they use. And again, words are the byproduct of your thoughts. Now, as we journey across the other side of the, um, the clock face there, around the 7 o'clock position, 8 o'clock position, from, from words go actions. Our words have a huge impact on the actions we take, Because if we say to ourselves verbally, I got this, then the actions we take are going to be far more empowered, they're going to be much more focused, and they're going to be much more on point. If, on the other hand, the words we're using are like, oh gosh, I can't do this, I suck at this. You know, I don't know how to do this. If we use words like that, then it's going to translate directly into low performance. The actions we take are not going to be our best actions. We're not going to be as sharp. We're not going to be as powerful, not going to be as on point. And then around the 10 o'clock position as we complete our journey around the clock going clockwise from actions are, of course, our results. Now, as you can see... From our beliefs, our beliefs drive our thoughts. Our thoughts drive our words. Our words affect our actions, and our actions create our results, and our results reinforce our beliefs. So it's one big dynamic circle. And why this is powerful and why this is important and why I really want you to pay close attention to this and why we're going to talk about this is that as leaders, if we're going to affect performance in our organizations, if we're going to affect performance in ourselves, if we're going to create better performance and elevate our game, we have to know exactly how these things work. This right here is really the, the foundation for how to create better results in anything you do, whether it's your business, your career, your life. And here's the beautiful part, is that you can take a look at any one of these places and ask yourself, well, what do I need to fix? What do I need to tweak in order to, get the, to, to change things and to create a better future or better right now? I have to give you one word of caution, though. In all the experience I've had over the last 10 years as an entrepreneur and the 12 and a half years previous to that working in the military and helping people go out there and accomplish big missions, not just military missions, but sometimes missions in their own careers and in their own lives, what I've noticed about people is the number one thing they go to, if I said to you of all your beliefs, your thoughts, your words, your actions, and your results, how do you get a better life. How do you create better results? What's the thing you have to do? Number 1. The number 1 answer to that. Most people will say actions. Your actions drive your results. And listen, that's a great answer, right? Because it makes total sense. Number 1, they're so closely related. If you change your actions, then it's and then it goes to believe it goes to reason that yeah, absolutely, your results are so closely tied to your actions that of course if we fix our actions, then we'll change it. But if that were the case, you'd have more people walking around with six-pack abs. You'd have more people that were the top earners in their industry, whether it's real estate, whether it's you know business and, and consulting, whatever it might be. You'd have more people walking around. The divorce rate would be so much lower. You'd have better relationships between parents and children. You'd have better relationships between <laughs> two opposite sides of a political conversation. And the simple fact is, is that actions are not the direct path to better results. It's the shortest path, for sure, but it's not the most direct path. Believe it or not, the thing that can fix it all, that can change it quickly and most efficiently, is your words. Now, I know what you might be thinking, but JT, you know, my second answer besides actions would have been my beliefs. How can my words affect my beliefs? Well, let me show you a little example. A moment ago, I asked you, I said, hey, listen, if you believe that you are a winner then you're going to think like a winner. The words that come out of your mouth are going to be that of a winner, and people are going to see that. They're going to naturally want to work with you. They're going to say, hey, that's an optimistic person. That person's got a, a great demeanor about them. There's just that sub- special it, that's that it factor, that special something about them. What is it about this person that I desperately want to be a part of? And then all of a sudden, you have this army of people that want to be with you. And even if you don't have an army of people that want to be with you, you have this belief in yourself, and you say, I could do this on my own. And so you take these courageous, confident actions, and sometimes you win, sometimes you come out on the short end, but ultimately it starts driving the results, and those results reinforce your beliefs. But what happens if it doesn't start off with a great belief? What happens if your belief is, hey, earning money is hard, being successful is difficult, relationships don't always work out, it's hard for me to trust. If you start off with those belief systems, then what happens? The very first time you meet somebody or an opportunity shows up, your thought is, yeah, but this probably isn't going to work. Or this person's probably out to, you know, they, they have an agenda. I wonder what they really want from me. We start with these thoughts that generate a guarded behavior. Or maybe a pie-in-the-sky sort of irrational, delusional behavior. And so we start using words that put us into a, tough situation we start showing our cards and it's interesting because if you study anything about negotiation you learn that it's better to not talk as much right to ask better questions well there's a reason for that because in a negotiation sometimes the words you choose can tip your hand and it might may or may not give up some leverage but i'm not talking about getting leverage I'm talking about being authentic. I'm talking about winning every single time, whether it's a negotiation, whether it's a conversation, whether you're just having a great time, or whether you're sitting there all by yourself and you're just having a moment of solitude. If you want to shift the momentum in that moment, it begins with your words. Almost four years ago, a little over four years ago, it was October 12, 2012. I ran a marathon. Very first time I'd ever done that. And I grew up as not being an endurance athlete. I was an athlete my most of my life. I loved to play sports like basketball, football, and I was, you know, an avid uh, mountain biker, or at least you know BMX type bikes. It wasn't really called BMX back then, but you know, dirt bikes running around in the forest and trails and things like this. And so, endurance athlete sports, endurance sports like marathon running, triathlons, that was not in my wheelhouse. To me, that was just so far away. Cross country was something I couldn't even think about. So, of course. You know, four years ago, I'm just over the, just north of the age of, well, I'm not going to say how old I was at the time, but let's just say I was no spring chicken. (laughs) I decided I'm going to go out and run my first marathon, and the reason why was because I had established that this was going to be a great training ground, a laboratory for me to not just refine myself physically, but also to train some of the things that I talk about with my entrepreneur clients on mental toughness, personal excellence, and raising the bar. I thought, what better way to do this than to run a marathon, do something I never thought I could do? And you have to understand, at the time I made this decision, I was basically a couch potato. I absolutely could not run around the block. I could not run one lap around my block. I didn't have the physical stamina. I didn't have the strength. I was in such awful shape. I was, I was about 20 pounds overweight, and it was very difficult for me to actually make it all the way around the track or around the block. And so slowly but surely, I started to work my way into a place where I could actually run not just around the block, but I could actually run a full mile. And then after I ran a full mile, I got myself to where I could run three miles, which to me was the longest stretch of time I'd ever run. I'd never run longer than three miles in my life, ever once. Never once in my life had had I run three contiguous miles at one time. And so this was a big uh, accomplishment. And before I knew it, I ran a half marathon. I ran 13 miles unofficially. You know, I mean, it was, it was officially a little over 13 miles, but it wasn't an actual documented half marathon. And then on October 12, 2012, I ran 26.2 miles. Now, I share this with you because it was a very important day for me. I had realized that I could actually go out there and push the edge of the envelope. I could run this marathon. It took me about five and a half, almost six months to train to get to that place where I was physically strong enough and had the endurance to get through it. But it was the worst thing in the world. I mean, it was the hardest thing in the world. It wasn't the worst. It was actually a really great thing. It was so challenging to go full 26.2 miles. Then about halfway through, something interesting happened to me. I had just hit the half mile mark, and I'll never forget this. Uh, Up to that, it was about mile 11. There started a a slight downhill, like a decline, and I started to feel my hip flexors, which are that connection between your thighs, your quads, and uh, your hips that kind of, it's almost like connective tissue, started to wear down started to get really sore, and I thought, this is strange, because up to that, you know, five and a half or six months of training, I hadn't trained running down hills. I'd run mostly flat surfaces, and so it took about a mile and a half, almost two miles, and I started to burn out, and it really started to hurt, and I thought, gosh, man, I might be in a little bit of trouble here. And then suddenly, I see the halfway mark, and it says 13.1 miles. Now, I've run 13 miles in the past. In fact, I've run 20 miles in my training. That was the longest run I had made was 20 miles. And I thought, gosh, if I could run 20, why am I having such a difficult time with 13? And all of a sudden, the thought started to creep in. I might be in trouble. I'm sore. I'm hurt. I'm tired. I might not make it. You see, because somewhere in my belief system, my belief was, I think I can make it. My belief was, I've run 20 miles, so why not 26.2? But that wasn't enough. The belief system wasn't as airtight as it needed to be. It wasn't as bulletproof as it had to be when the bullets of self-doubt started to rain in. Now, all of a sudden, I'm starting to think to myself, well, I only ran 20 miles. I only ran on flat surfaces. I didn't take into account the terrain. And so my thoughts started to lead me down this road of I'm doomed. And that's when I had to shift it. And it happened when I turned the corner running down this city block from a from a main street down to sort of a neighborhood setting more of a residential setting and I'm running and there's these people standing out in their front yard and they're holding up this sign it says you got this and they're rattling a a cowbell and they're like you got this keep going just these you know nice people standing out in their front yard cheering on everyday people like myself running this marathon and that's when it hit me i'm like man you got this and i kept saying that over and over again i said you got this you got this You got this. I was saying it silently, and then there were times where I had to say it out loud because I was in such pain. I was in such misery. I thought, man, I may not make it. And I had to counterbalance the I might not make it thought with the you got this word, verbal word. And pretty soon what happened was is I hotwired my my mindset. It, It backfired on itself in a good way. Instead of saying you got this, I started thinking you got this. And the more I thought it, I believed it. And then it reversed itself back. I started believing, you got this. And I started thinking, yeah, you got this. And I started saying, you got this. And pretty soon my pace started to pick up. And pretty soon my posture started to straighten. And pretty soon I started to feel stronger. And then all of a sudden, it collapsed on itself again. I started feeling awful. But what's crazy is that about the 26-mile mark, when you still have that .2 to go, I found this well of strength. And I stood upright, and I crossed crossed the finish line with my hands up in the air just as I had visualized I would do. I'm telling you that if you ever run into a difficult time, a challenging time, you can reverse, the, reverse engineer, you can reverse, you know, hotwire the system, and it starts with your words. Now, there's a caution to this. When you first start talking differently, there's a part of your thoughts that are going, yeah, right, you're full of crap. They're going to say, there's no way this works. There's no possible way what you're saying to me is true. I don't believe you. I don't believe the words that you're sharing with me right now because I know you're trying to listen to this crazy old Navy pilot who told you if you use your words, suddenly it's going to change everything. It's not. It doesn't work that way. And all of a sudden, all the programming, especially if you've had strong belief systems that are fighting for survival, saying, don't listen to that crap, you're going to have a tug-of-war between yourself. So you've you've got to stand tall. You've got to be resolute in those words. And even though your thoughts and your beliefs are going to be fighting back and forth, it's going to be ugly, it's going to be a big boxing match between two heavyweights, you've got to stand tall and say, no, I got this. I believe in myself. I can do this. I will succeed. Those words will soon start to win over those thoughts. They'll be louder. They'll have more resonance. And pretty soon the thoughts will sit down and shut up. And they'll change course. And as they change course, the beliefs will start to sit down and shut up, and they'll actually say, you're right. And then they will transform themselves. It takes time. And it depends on how deeply rooted your belief system is that works against your results. I'm telling you this works. If you don't believe at the level that you want to succeed, in other words, if you say, hey, I would love to be successful, but you got to look at your version of success, whatever that looks like, and say to yourself, I know I can achieve this. And then start with the words. The words leading back to the thoughts, the thoughts leading back to the beliefs, and let it go backwards for once. And then it'll bounce back and it'll start going back counter-clock or clockwise and your beliefs will be strong. Your thoughts will, f- will correspond. The words will come out of you more naturally. It'll feel great. And that'll lead to better actions. And those actions will lead to better results. And those results will reinforce the beliefs and you'll say, I knew it. I knew it all along. And that's where it becomes very powerful. Consider this performance cycle in every aspect of your life. Consider how it's affecting your results right now. Ask yourselves, are my beliefs in place with the results I want? Or are they at a lower level? You know am I thinking am my belief systems way below this skyscraper of, of desire that I have for better results? Your beliefs lead to your thoughts. your thoughts lead to your words. Your words are the window to your soul. Your words lead to your actions and your actions lead to your results and your results reinforce those beliefs. The fastest, most surest way to hotwire the thing, to turn it around, to change it, to transform it, or to bolster it, is through your words. It's not some tricky woo-woo stuff. It's actually, you know, set in stone, and you can, you can verify this for yourself. You can try it in anything, whether you're running a marathon or you're running a business. Try it today. Use your words in a way that will reinforce your thoughts, reinforce your actions, and allow your beliefs to take hold change themselves and turn the whole cycle into a powerful turbocharged engine that will power you through to get the results you want and build the life you're here to live my friends this show is a wrap it's my privilege to come at you here on the high altitude mentorship show looking forward to doing it again soon get yourself over to flywithjt.com and download a complimentary copy of my award winning book flight plan to success and remember no matter what course you fly in life fly high Fly fast and fly far. We'll talk to you soon.